welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the power market podcast from the next generation energy company. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Paul Messer. I'll be your host today. Um, Banos, great. Can I bring you? Uh, can I bring you in at this stage? Hi, Paul. Yep, super. sure can. Brilliant. Um, thanks, Fanos. Um, we've obviously uh, got a, a good update to bring the uh, the guys on the line now with regards to uh, commodity markets. But uh, essentially, um, with a move to working from home, that's of course changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, how's it affecting uh, your area in sales trading? Um, yeah, culturally, it was going to be a challenge when we were first planning for this, but it really has been um, quite straightforward. Business as usual on the sales trading desk. We've got the whole team available, fully operational, and we've got a backup team as well with the three traders who focus on our other positions, also able to take uh, phone calls if there's overflow. Um, you know, it will help if anyone is trading with us at the moment. It will help if you email through any requests because that way we can line up the the position and call you straight away with any reassurances on you know what's opened, what's locked, and, and, and be able to confirm those trades straight away. So the same email address is functioning and the same line is functioning. It's just getting rerouted through. Um, watch this space. We are going to slightly move, we're going to move to a slightly different system. We're going to merge it with our broker system, and that will probably speed up the, the latency because I understand that some of you have been hanging on the line while it rings a bit longer than usual to get through to us. But um, aside from that, yep, it's all, it's all been going smoothly. That's great. Okay, so um, with a move into energy itself, um, how has the coronavirus impacted demand in the UK? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd be mindful of using, you know, just March as a barometer. We called it a little bit later than the rest of Europe um, in, in the UK. But um, we have seen INC and retail demand uh, come down significantly uh, here in the UK. In our, you know, in the portfolios that we've been looking at, it's as much as 30%. And this isn't isolated. We've seen it across you know, competitors as well and, and their sec- similar sectors. Um, it's notably in the peak periods, uh, the fall in, in consumption. And for the last 10 days of April, we actually saw that reflected with some negative price spread between base load and peak prices. Uh, peak prices, and in particular block three and four, so that's 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., took a real hit on the days where solar output as well as wind was high. Uh, and 5B still remains volatile uh, in terms of its pricing. That's to say that it, it can still be subject to some price spikes because grid or ESL still need to provide adequate cover. So the balancing price will still be influenced by warming costs and, and, and any other reserve that they bid on, sorry, offer on to, to create that reserve. Um, although the effect has been limited to the prompt market, this did set the scene for the May contract and, and Q320 um, because that's where the the progression or, or, or kind of evolution of the lockdown plans and, and, and how we plan to come out of this is focused. And I'd say those contracts have taken the biggest hit in terms of premiums coming off. And we've seen uh, May peaks uh, settled uh, slightly lower as well. Um, and the spread was narrowing there. It didn't go negative, but it definitely did come off a bit. 
Um, and then the only other offsetting impact we've noticed is domestic consumption is notably up. Commercial news have been kind of, you know, mainstream news agencies have been reporting lunchtime spikes. Um, that's still not high enough to support peak prices at day ahead stage or month ahead stage, but it, you know, it's, it's acted to offset that reduction in, in, in other sectors. Okay, thanks, Vanos. Um, I think probably my kettle can account for some of those lunchtime peaks as, as well, to be completely honest. Um, so with all that's, that, that's been going on, what's uh, happening been to, well, say that again, what has been happening to the power prices? Um, but but I, I guess, if I can be frank, my interpretation of how things are going right now is we're, we're almost stuck in suspense mode. Um, when we're looking at what we should be trading or how we should be trading, you know, we know that May and Q3 have taken the hit on demand reduction, and and the premium has really come out of the, come out of those contracts, and and all we're doing is waiting on standby to see how the lockdown and 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 you know some top down kind of guidance from the government as to how we're going to start easing out of this. Um, but what it means is that the reaction to every positive signal um, seems to increase price more than if we, we hear yet more bearish news. Uh, it seems as though we've hit some kind of a flaw in prices right now, in particular Q3 and and, uh, and what was trading yesterday, May. Um, but if we if we do get anything tick up a little bit, we do we have seen that react quite quite um, not sharply, but we've we've seen the reduced latency in that increase. As an example, winter 20 is a good indicator of that. That's where EDF, earlier in the month, EDF had mentioned or, or notified the industry around French nuclear plant being, let's say, it, that they were rescheduling their maintenance, bringing it forward, concentrating it into the balance of this year um, in order to, to suffer some reduced load output, about 30 terawatt hours in France. Um, and also Germany was kind of indicating an easing of restrictions and that gave both of those were quite bullish on, on EUAs for deck 20. And, and, and with that, we noticed that UK power prices and, and winter 20 made a bit of a recovery from its 39 pound mark to over 40 pounds where it is now. Uh, coming into summer 20 though, we had this backdrop where we just come out of a mild winter and global commodities were already on a downtrend with the China lockdown beginning to have an impact in February. So UK gas inventories were already high. Price risk for winter 20 was pretty much just dependent on any further information or news we were getting around winter 20 gas flows, maintenance plans, and, and specifically any power outages, power plans. And, and you know, the, the French news did have that impact, but pretty much nothing else out there to offset in gas, that is nothing much out there to offset this this demand kind of reduction that we've seen during this period. Um, you've got minimal heating load because we're entering the slightly milder or warmer months. So we haven't seen the same support for gas from domestic use in the way that domestic power consumption partially offset the national demand reduction. And um, just finally, the final, the final point I want to make on, on that is that the, the lockdown being called in in March and, and, and near the expiration date of, of summer 20 contract. We saw the summer 20 close out, uh, you know, it's a record low of 26.50. And, and that's pretty much because any demand profiles out there that 
that were shedding volume were selling into the summer contract where there wasn't many buyers and they then were kind of optimizing their shape looking at monthly and quarterly contracts but i'd say that you know that the impact of of very few buyers and and some people calling it and saying i'm willing to sell into the whole of the summer not just take it month by month uh, you, you did see that downtrend compounded down to £26.50 where the contract settled out. So it's not just uh, the power sort of the civilian effects either, is it, at the moment? Um, many other markets all affect each other too. Could you give us a little bit more detail on uh, on those? Yeah, I think, yeah, you had the negative oil price causing a bit of a, a new shockwave globally. You know, a lot of people were talking about that. It, it even, you know, I even noticed it on the news yesterday and it was, kind of not news on one of the Martin Lewis updates where they were indicating that now's the time to fix your fixed tariff, but they were linking it to negative oil price, but this isn't necessarily the case. It was uh, a massive headline, but it's not necessarily what was driving any bearish sentiment in global commodities. What was going on there is a, a nuance of how, how um, the contract settles basically. And um, yeah, although it cleared negative, it's because, you know, it, there's a physical element to delivery of, of WTI prices, uh, WTI contracts. And if it's, if delivery is not taken, you either have to sell the, the contract or roll it forward to the front month. And if you're a long position, if you're long forward oil, then rolling forward that position will just compound your, your long position. So in some cases, it's better off to, uh, it's better to sell shorts or sorry, sell at a negative price rather than, and um, incur what they call a negative roll yield or incur storage costs, freight costs. Um, the, the other thing you add, we've got real bearish fundamentals, high stocks, low demand. This drove rent down and, and, and uh, financial settlement of that contract meant that it didn't go negative, but it definitely, that's what was impacted by WTI negative prices. It was a limited effect on power and gas, but the effect was noted in, again, EUAs, um, and, and we saw bearish sentiment out on, on that. Uh, market has been uh, kind of moving around um, uh, the 20 euro mark, but we did see it down as low as 16 and a half. And, and, and finally, you know, we've got, again, a backdrop of um, OPEC, OPEC plus having failed agreements in early March, and since then, any any slash in supply still doesn't seem to be propping or supporting price enough and even from all the you know erroneous kind of tweets from from trump and that still doesn't kind of it's been failing to support the price um but yeah that's it really. so disinfectant prices up um market market driven high thanks to trump there probably i'm sure um that's all sales through the roof um so with all those markets, which trade products, which obviously serve as fuel for power generation, uh, are, are all down? Um, in, initially, you saw some price support again with coal, um, where, where the, the, the way that coal is priced, it's inclusive of freight. And you know, the, the, the global restrictions pretty much put a squeeze on available capacity, freight capacity. So you saw some early support in coal prices. But again, that, that has softened by around $3. Uh, since you know the end of March, and um, and again, ultimately consumption is down, and 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 that eventually came off. All we saw was a bit of a latency there in the coal. Okay, 
uh, and, and just sort of nipping back to the, the demand side, with reduced demand, uh, emissions uh, are also coming down. So what's been going on in the carbon markets? Um, at its worst, we saw 16 and a half euros on deck 20. Um, and, and again, that was when we had the least available information around what was going on globally. We just knew that pretty much everyone was either on lockdown or going down onto going into lockdown uh, thereafter. And, and um, you, you had auctions that didn't clear for the freight air, airline industry. Uh, there was a lot of um, pretty much bearish sentiment there. And, and an aggressive sell-off, but uh, it's since recovered to 20 euros. And as I said, it tends to react positively to any slight uh, bullish indicators, be it reduced nuclear demand or easing of restrictions in, in, in a country like Germany. Um, and, and at the moment, that, that's pretty much what I'm tracking as well. It seems to be the best barometer of sentiment and the reaction to oil and global economic data and the national lockdown strategies seems to be articulated in a, in a, EUA kind of tick points moving up or down in, in reaction to that. And then you immediately start seeing the power and gas move in that way. Okay, Thanos, that is great. Thank you very much for your update. Um, so really uh, to wrap up, um, a huge thanks to you guys who, who have all tuned in as well. Uh, I hope it has been uh, really useful for you. There's been some, some big headlines in there in, in that respect and, and no doubt we'll start to see um, and explore those uh, a little bit more over the coming months. Um, on that note, stay safe all and uh, we'll speak to you soon.